This edition of the Rochester Rundown is brought to you by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on MedCityBeat. On this episode of The Rundown, we're getting a look at one of the newest courses offered to Rochester's high schoolers, a national program bringing real-world business to young people. It's part classwork, part problem-solving and mentorship, part Shark Tank, and it's the only program of its kind in the state of Minnesota. We'll hear from the teacher leading Rochester's version of Incubator EDU, plus the students who went through a year of trial, error, failure, and success, coming up in a bit. Plus, the news of the week and some things to do on the last weekend of June. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Friday, June 25th, 2021. Thanks for sticking around for 50 episodes of The Rundown. Let's get to the news. Bella Ostman, a recent graduate of John Marshall High School, started her senior year in September 2020 and noticed a simple problem. The strings on her sweatshirts were coming off in the wash. The initial problem was that it was a pain to try to um, re-thread that string. Yeah, because most of the time, you just leave it out, you forget about it, and then your sweatshirt just has no string. She looked online to find a simple gadget that would make it easy for the string to stay in place. But quickly, she found that no such thing exists. So what's she supposed to do? What does any typical 17-year-old do? Well, you're probably going to walk around with a hoodie that doesn't have a string or just wear something else. But Ostman, along with two other students, decided to do something different. The problem turned into an idea. The idea turned into a product. The product turned into a solution, as well as the key idea behind a class project and a moneymaker for the team of three. Now, if Ostman went to any other school district in the state, this wouldn't be possible. But Rochester Public Schools is the lone Minnesotan district to offer Incubator EDU, an entrepreneurial education program that gives students the chance to create a new product or service, then find investors, real investors, to back it. The teacher at the head of the project is Michael Hutchins, a business teacher from JM. He's been leading the program since former Superintendent Michael Munoz spearheaded the effort a few years ago. Mr. Munoz and uh, some members of the cabinet heard of this program um, out, of, out of Illinois and then um, decided to go down and check it out. And then um, after they went into the tour and saw the program and everything, they just loved it and you know really wanted to go with it. Hutchins says the year-long class conducted in Incubator EDU's own building on South Broadway starts by asking each group a question. What's one problem in the world you want to solve? Students spend an entire school year finding the solution to that problem, which is part of the broader appeal of Incubator EDU, even for kids that have little interest in business. Like a lot of entrepreneurial thinking is really helpful in general, what you do, because it's a lot about the learning from failure. It's a lot about the looking at um, problems as, you know, like, how can I solve this instead of just complaining about it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge piece of just having that mentality, I think, leaving this class has been really nice for them. He says the class forces him to be adaptable as well. This is not a normal class where grades are determined by tests and projects. At Incubator EDU, the teacher acts as less of a lecturer and more of a facilitator. And so it's, you know, important, it's hard, you know, for me to step back and be like, you know, that might not work out, but I'll let them figure it out for themselves and not try to step in and just facilitate a little more and just kind of let them, you know, make their mistakes. Or, you know, and I've had plenty of times where I, I didn't think something would work out and it worked out great and they did an awesome job with it. So I'm glad I didn't step in. From those first ideation meetings, the class is divided into small groups and tasked with developing a concept to solve that problem they were talking about. For Bella's team, they decided to solve that sweatshirt string problem, designing a plastic ring that could lock in place around the string and keep it symmetrical. But they also had to quickly respond to failure after a tough internal pitch meeting. Our original design didn't work, so we had to start over. Wow, okay. And then create a different 
prototype and product. Just as classes started coming back in person, the Houdini team, as they call themselves, went back to the lab before the final pitch get-together. They 3D printed an updated model called the Spiracell with help from an engineer at Benchmark Electronics. It locked in place much better than their original model, so it was finally time to put their idea and all the time and effort they put behind it to the test. Good evening and welcome to the first annual incubator EDU at RPS Pitch Night. The class finishes each May with what might be the most interesting final exam students can take. It's a Shark Tank-style pitch meeting, this year featuring Joe Powers, Jennifer Hosfeld from Think Bank, and Tim Penny from the Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation. This year's pitch day was the first ever after COVID forced Hutchinson Company to cancel in 2020. Each team had a few mentors from the public sphere, entrepreneurs and investors that guided the students on their journey, but Osman says the final pitch meeting was a different beast entirely. There's no faking it here. Thousands of dollars were legitimately on the line, and the sharks, in this case, responded accordingly. They really asked a lot of in-depth questions. So like, questions that we've thought of before, but their questions were like way more like in depth and maybe like think a lot more instead of just like a simple answer, which is a little tricky at some points. And at the end of the night, when all the pitches were finished, the judges' feedback turned into an award. Uh, they have decided to award first off uh, $4,000 to Houdini. In addition to Houdini's prize, two other groups won $6,000. Music Quorum, an app intended to help musicians create and collaborate with others, and Magnabox, an adjustable strap that keeps your phone's wall charger plugged in when the cord gets pulled. In all, the class walked away with a total of $16,000 in investment from the panel of sharks, and some of these projects have spawned LLCs and even pending patents. But regardless of the long-term success of the projects themselves, Hutchins says the student experience throughout the year will have just as much of a lasting impact on the students. I just tell the kids afterwards, I feel like a very proud dad moment. Yeah. And you kind of see the see everything kind of come together because especially when you're here every day, you're seeing them, you know, doing their work and doing all the stuff that they do. Um, it's hard to see that, like, you know, it's, it's hard to see the progress they've made. And it was super cool to have that final like seeing, you know, where they ended up at, knowing where they started. Of course, this class is still a class. Students will graduate, move on, and do other things with their lives. Although the Incubator EDU program's impact is already easily seen. Ostman graduated this past May from John Marshall, and she says she's going to UW Lacrosse in the fall to study, of all things, business and entrepreneurship. She says before she took the class, her college plans were up in the air. She had no idea what she was going to do, but more of an idea of what she didn't want to do. But now, after a successful pitch and a successful class, she wants to learn more about running a business. And who knows? Maybe we'll all be buying Houdinis in a few years. I kind of wanted to be, like, in charge of something, or, like, something where I could put, like, my creative mind to, because I can't just sit in an office. Right. My life, my whole life. So I think this class really solidified to me that I want to be in a position where I can create something and make it happen and then change like, the world with it. The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Ultra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Ultra is here to help. Unlike large, privately owned banks, Ultra is a credit union owned by its members, allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Ultra Foundation. To learn more about how Ultra can help you live your best life, visit ultra.org.
Now let's take a look at the top stories of the week on our site. You've seen the husk surrounding the Ear of Corn Tower, but Olmsted County officials say the shroud will be removed by July 1st. Workers have been sandblasting the 90-plus-year-old water tower to remove old paint and replace bad bolts, which will be done roughly every 15 to 20 years moving forward. And the Rochester City Council voted 6-1 on Monday to put $200,000 toward the purchase of 17 additional security cameras downtown. The cameras will be installed in integrated locations around the downtown area, including in the Peace Plaza area, where work is now underway on Phase 1 of Destination Medical Center's Heart of the City project. All these stories and much more are online now at medcitybeat.com. And now on this Friday afternoon, here's some events we're excited for this weekend. If you're an early riser, you could do a tour of three markets Saturday morning. Of course, the Rochester Farmer's Market starts at 7.30 a.m. on Saturday. Then head over to Grey Duck Theater for their bi-monthly, bi-local outdoor market. That starts at 9. Then at 1 p.m., the Rochester Art Heads are bringing back their art market for the first time in over a year. That's downtown at Canvas and Chardonnay. Rochester Fest will also come to an end this weekend with the time-honored tradition of the Grand Parade happening this Saturday at 2 o'clock. If you listen to the podcast on the Rochester Roosters a couple weeks back, your next chance to see them is Sunday at 6 o'clock when they take on the Roadrunners at Schmidt Field. And make sure you show up beforehand at 4.30 to see the Hens take on the Chicks in a ladies-only game. And to finish up, let's take a look at this weekend's music lineup. Of course, there's lots at Rochester Fest and there's lots elsewhere. Jagged Ease will play tonight at Thesis at 7 o'clock, and Rochester Fest offerings for tonight include Pop Rocks down at Soldier's Field, and 80s cover band Time Machine will close things up for Rochester Fest on Sunday night. All events listed are free and open to the public. Be sure to check their respective websites for any information on potential COVID-19 restrictions. And that's where we're going to leave things today. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I'm Isaac James with MedCityBeat. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I'll be talking with you soon.